0: Hello, you're listening to Yarns from the Plain, a podcast for knitters, crocheters and anyone who loves to play with yarn. Hello and welcome to episode 71, A Week to Go. I'm out and about today and I'm actually sat in front of the National Portrait Gallery on Trafalgar Square. So there will be some background noise, traffic noise, people noise, just general hubbub noise. But it's such a gorgeous, glorious day. We've sat down for lunch. Andy's stretched out for a little bit of a siesta. I don't think he's actually snoozing. I think he's just sitting in the sun. And I just thought I would take the opportunity to update you on my progress towards the show. And uh, just give you a little mini episode out and about. Because it's so glorious, I thought I would share it. So, here we are. Today is Saturday the 6th of July. It's a week until the tame show. And out of the 13 entries, uh, classes that I'm entering, I've now completed 8 of them. So 8 are finished, completed and uh, ready to go since I last spoke to you I finished the beaded necklace and uh, that's quite long I'm quite pleased with that Um, it's made of of mainly size 11 beads for anyone who's interested it's a a spiral but I changed the number of beads in different parts of it so changed the pattern I've also completed the um, delightful addition to my household decor that is the long-stitch embroidery picture. Mounted it up and found a a frame from, just a cheap one from Tesco's, but it just sets it off quite nicely. So I'm delighted that so many of you found that hilarious. Uh, I've uh, actually caused several people to laugh out loud on a train, apparently, in the last week. Uh, Listening to that, I I don't know what you're laughing at. I really don't. I I think every house needs one, myself. And I'm looking, actually, for the pride of place where I can put it up. Not quite sure where it's going to go yet, but I'm sure it can go somewhere. (laughs) What else have I finished? Um, I finished the cards, the three handmade cards for different occasions. One is an iris folded card for Father's Day. One is a Spirelli um, Christmas card that involves um, winding gold thread around a template is in the shape of a christmas tree so it gives it a a curved stitching effect if any of you've ever seen curved stitching and the final um card is using the lasso technique which is a paper cutting um, technique which is for a 50th birthday card so um, i like those it would be quite nice to get in inners in them um but i haven't made inners and it's not it's low on my priority of things when there are other things that need finishing the final thing that I, I've done, the eighth thing, um, was on Monday I made a felted vessel. It's kind of a little pot or bowl, uh, and it's absolutely... It, it, I don't know, I'm really, really taken with it. Last Saturday I went to Woolfest, and I had a lovely, lovely time. Um, I bought quite a lot of things, bits of tool, tools and fibre and... Lovely, lovely, lovely things. I uh, walked straight in and was uh, accosted straight away by an Austrian um, felting company that was selling kits to make felted snowy owls. Well, I've, well actually, I think there's several f- owls possible out of the choice. I've fallen deeply in love with the whole concept of it, so I will be making one of those at some point. But as I turned away from that, having immediately lost the people I'd walked in with, I bumped into another friend from Nick Group who said, oh, Ruth Packham's doing a, a demonstration on how to make a felted vessel. Uh, and it's on at 12 and it's 22 now. Should we go and find it? So I sort of tagged along with them and it was absolutely brilliant. Um, so it, it was really interesting. The, you make um, these vessels by felting fibre around um, a plastic resist, which is basically just a, a piece of plastic. I used um, uh, the, the plastic from a, a packaging bag, a polythene packaging bag post bag and uh, I cut it in the shape of a circle and layered fiber on either side using lots of the techniques that ruth had talked about for making sure that you've folded over and covered the edges and uh, then rolled it up um, with bubble wrap and a piece of netting over the top to stop it moving and then set to rolling it back and forth on a towel with a rolling pin Brilliant workout for the bingo wings, ladies, if you want to get rid of them. Just take up felting. Um, Once it had started to felt, I then cut a hole in the top, pulled the plastic resist out and then just dunked it in boiling hot water and scrubbed and scrubbed and scrubbed on on the towel. It's not, because I use so many layers of felt, it's not thin, hard felt. There's some squish to it, but it's not fluffy the way anything else I've done um, wet felting is because i think i did i did spend more time working on it than i have on anything else and i think that's what the difference is between my previous felting efforts and felting that you see proper felt makers um, do using the wet felting technique so i'm absolutely delighted with that it's using some fiber that i found at woolly knits at Woolfest. It's got white on the inside, which you can see when you look in the hole of the vessel, and um, a blended blue on the outside that had obviously been carded together with some purples and reds. And it's just oh, it's just really nice. It looks kind of like a little bit like a sea urchin, a blue sea urchin. Um, it's not... <laughs> the the centre hole aperture into it is not completely central... Um, so it's a little bit quirky, but I rather like it, so I'm I'm very pleased. In terms of progress of the other items, um, the weaving for the cushion has been finished, taken off the loom, uh, fold in the washing machine. I've now folded it over into a big envelope cushion, left the fringing of the warp end on one end, um, so that's coming over the envelope flap and that's hanging down. I'm just waiting for some more stuffing from... Um, the Natural Fibre Studio no, not the Natural Fibre Studio Um, Natural Fibre Company Um, Sue Blacker's company some old Woolfest um, stuffing to finish that off and then I'll fasten it up and uh, put some wooden buttons on to decorate it, so that should be finished around about the middle of the week the felted bag I've sewn the buttons on I've put the canvas in to stiffen around the edges, I've cut the lining for the handle and hemmed it and i've discussed um the best way to make the, the bag lining and put the zip in with a knowledgeable sewing friend so that's coming on nicely ragdoll still not going no dress so i need to do that fairly swiftly i can't put her in any because i've heard that before well i was suppose i could put her in any because but i do feel she needs to be dressed And the patchwork is one thing that I still have done absolutely nothing on. So it really does look like, instead of um, making a table runner, which I was originally going to do um, from scratch, it does look like I'm going to be taking one of my um, spare blocks from a purple and green quilt that um, I've been amassing blocks for. It looks like I'm probably going to take one of those and just put some fabric around the edge and make it into a um, cushion cover, probably. I think that's, that's probably the safest thing to do with it the most sense I think so there we go in between all of this of course Tour de Fleece started on Saturday and I have actually spun every day since Saturday Um, I joined team Hilltop Cloud with the intention of using the Superwash Blueface Leicester and Rami mix that I bought at Wonderwall Wales I actually went to her stall at Woolfest and bought two more braids of it one in uh, reddy purpley pink um, more reds and purples, I think. And then another one with sort of blues, bluey-greeny one. Um, I've spun two-thirds of the reddy purpley one. It's beautiful to spin. I've heard lots of people say they don't enjoy spinning with Superwash um, yarns. This is Superwash Blueface Leicester, British. But it's, I don't know, its it's spinning beautifully. I really like it. I'm um, spinning it on the Joy so I've got it set on the largest um, ratio so that it's going the, the slowest so I'm making a thicker yarn than the um, merino silk that I'm knitting up at the moment I also bought um, a hand-blended braid that is 40% merino 40% Shetland 10% llama and 10% Firestar and it's sort of it's actually spinning up sagey green but it's got a, a shimmer and a, a sparkle to it and that's lovely and I'm spinning that on a drop spindle. It's a bottom whirl drop spindle that I bought from my friend B at Graf's, Crafts from the Dungeon. It's one that her husband made. It's got an acrylic whirl that looks like tortoise shell so it's absolutely brilliant. So I started spinning that on the coach on the way back from Woolfest, And uh, so I've spun a little bit on one or other of those every day since last Saturday. It's actually been really nice to spin every day since last Saturday. I do have these moments where I don't spin at all and then I spin quite regularly and then I'll go for weeks without spinning again. So it's nice to spin, really nice to spin. Um, So I'm thoroughly enjoying that. So in between of, you know assessments and all the things as we gear up towards the end of term then uh, I'm trying to squeeze a little bit of spinning in every day as well as well as crafting on all the things for the show whether I finish everything for the show I don't know, we'll just see how it goes Um, I'll try and record next Saturday a little bit so I'll be able to give you an idea then the one piece of knitting that I've been working on Throughout all of this is the hand-spun merino and silk um, being knitted up into the peacock shawllet. I've now finished all the lace work, and there are around about sixty or seventy rows then of a reverse stocking stitch and slip stitch pattern that forms the main body of the shawl, and I've done twenty rows of that. So. Two lots of the, the pattern repeat, if you like. So, But of course, each row, each time I come to the um, right side row, there's four stitches left. Every fifth row, there's eight stitches less. So my time doing it is speeding up quite well. So I'm quite pleased. I'm quite confident that that will get to the end. My worry is that I might not finish it till Wednesday or Thursday, which doesn't leave very much time for blocking it, because um, it needs to be blocked and ready and dry by the time I go on Friday so I've got a bit of a that, that's a priority to try and get a uh, wiggle on with that um, but it's, it's really nice to knit up and it's a really nice shawl I've never done a shawl from the bottom up and it's, it's really interesting because just the bit where you think oh, I've been doing it forever and ever you're getting less and less on each row so you're seeing more and more growth so um, that's really nice so that's kind of summarised the last uh, week and a half of progress on all things crafty here at uh, Casa del Tales. What we've, uh, we've come down to London for today, and it's a scorched day, it's just gorgeous here, um, is we've come down to visit the British Museum, um, specifically the Pompeii and Herculaneum Exhibition, which is um, an exhibition that you pay for. But actually, I decided that looking at the price to get in, compared to, um, uh, you know, sort of what would happen if we joined the members, I decided actually I'd rather... I'd, I decided to join the members or the, of the uh, Friends of the British Museum, even though I'd never been in the British Museum at all uh, in my life until this morning. So we did that, and... Uh, It it was a really interesting exhibition. It's not very big. It's in the central um, reading room in the Great Court, if any of you have ever been to the British Museum. Um, But it's absolutely fascinating. (laughs) Sorry, large group of noisy men. Oh, I think they might be stags. There's a man in a Rudolph onesie must be very warm to be in a Rudolph onesie in this, uh, this you know, one today. But uh, there we are. Anyway, um, it, it's quite a, a small exhibition, but it's full of artefacts that have come from directly from Pompeii and Herculaneum. And, and some of them are artefacts I have actually already seen nearly 30 years ago when I went on a school trip um, to Italy. It was absolutely fascinating to see them again. Um, and to, to perhaps have a greater understanding of the context of, of it now than perhaps I did when I was 15. So it was really, really interesting. So that it, it is my something I really like. I, uh, I, I'm recommending that if you are in London at all before the end of September um, and that you can get to the British Museum and go and visit it, Go go and see the Pompeii and Herculaneum exhibition. It's absolutely superb. We also just dipped into a couple of other things in the British Museum. We we sort of popped into a gallery and saw the Rosetta Stone, and then popped into the gallery and saw uh, the very contentious Elgin Marbles. Um, it was hard to, you know, I'd, I'd really go and see much else. There were so many tourists in there today, but it, it was interesting to see, you know, both of those things. But I'm really surprised. I've never been to the the British Museum before, but yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Anyway, uh, upcoming events. I'm just going to recap that obviously, in uh, three weeks' time, it is Fibre East um, out in Bedfordshire. So, if you're anywhere near there, I'm hoping to get there to drop by on the Sunday on my way down to my parents. Um, I really don't need any fibre. <laughs> I really don't. I have so much. It'd be quite nice to to just pop in and do the social. Then in September, um, we've got Yarndale coming up in Skipton. And also in October, I discovered a new um, event, to me anyway, um, which was um, in Bakewell on the, I think it's the 20th and the 21st of October. Um, now it looks, on, on initial looking, as if it's more than just woolly knitty things. Um, it looks like there could be some stitching um, things in there as well. So, but quite a lot of textile crafts within that, I think. Um, but it's looking really good. So, um, I don't know whether I'll get to it because it is the same weekend as our Friendship Day in Guild. But it just, it, you know, it looks really interesting. If anyone's in the Derbyshire area, it might well be uh, worth checking out. Anyway, that's me for now. I think we've sort of come to the end of our lunch break and it may well be time to go and dive into the gallery if I can manage to get my poor husband to stand up without his back giving out. So until next time, take care. Bye. You've been listening to Yarns from the Plane. Episodes and show notes can be found at yarnsfromtheplane.podbean.com. Comments can be left there or at yarnsfromtheplane.blogspot.com, or you can message me on Ravelry, where I'm Tales from the Plane. You can email me at yarnsfromtheplane at yarnsfromtheplane@gmail.com, and you can also find me at Twitter, where I tweet as Tales from Plane. Go on, make yourself heard.